Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 77, the Justin Hartwig of Sodes. Justin huh? Hartwig. Yeah. I mean, no one else has worn 77 for the Titans, right? Um. Yeah. None really coming to mind. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, there's this one guy, but he's a, he's a podcaster. What's, who's that? Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan. Uh, he uh he, he does his podcast. I think it's on a train. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's uh train in with the boys. Train in uh, with the boys. Okay. Yeah, it's uh yeah. So well, since he's a fellow podcaster, we're not going to acknowledge him on this podcast. Like he's technically, like even though he is a titan, like we he is still like against us in a way. So this is definitely the Justin Hartwig of Sodes. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 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 Taylor Lewan is a three-time Pro Bowl selection, all-rookie team in 2014, signed a five-year $80 million extension in July 2018, and became the highest-paid offensive lineman in league history. But that's that he's also a podcaster. Uh, so the in the Justin Hartwig of Sodes, we have to go to what is only the Justin Hartwig of guests, and that is Mr. Luke Worsham. 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 Hey, uh, also, the Titans play the Bucks. Don't know if you heard a little bit about it, but uh, Jack and I are going to completely overreact to everything we saw in that game. Uh, against my will, we will probably end up talking about the kicker situation. Uh, we've got a tribute to Floyd Reese and, of course, a remember the and of course, a remember the Titan. Uh, but uh, you know what? Before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Smash Pest Control. Let me ask you guys a question. All right, real talk. Everyone bring it in. Bring it in. Do you have menacing bugs in and around your home? <laughs> it's okay to admit it. It's okay to admit it because y- all you need is Smash Pest Control, the best pest control service in Middle Tennessee. Not only will they take care of your mosquito problems, they also offer crawl space control and are fully equipped to rid your home of termites and bed bugs. Anything in or around your house, you can trust Smash Pest to take care of. Smash Pest Control hangs their hat on their smash guarantee. And you're like, Austin, you, you talk about this smash guarantee as if we know what it is. Well, hang your, hold your horses. I'm going to explain it. Smash guarantee is if they don't smash your pest control problems, the service is free. Right now, you can get your initial pest control service started by mentioning A to Z for just 79 bucks. $79. Jeez Louise, that's cheap. Especially for 
pest control service. These guys do amazing work all over the mid-state. Make sure to check them out online at smashpest.com where you will find the many services Smash provides along with their excellent customer reviews, okay? You ever notice like really bad pest control companies, like they won't be like, hey, check out our website because then you'll see their bad reviews. Smash Pest Control is like, go check out our reviews. People will tell you that we're great, okay? They got Smash in the name, so you know they're great, like they're Smashville Predators. Make sure to check them out uh, online, uh, smashpestcontrol.com, or smashpest.com, excuse me. And uh, if you need help with any of your pest problems, give Smash Pest Control a call, 615-581-7473. And make sure to tell them that A to Z sent you. With that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up Podcast. Today is August 25th, 2021. My wife's birthday. And again, not a chance she listens to this podcast. She's not a tupper by any she, sense of the word. If she listened last week, then I, you know, I, I think that drastic things could have happened to your marriage right. if she listened last week. Yeah. But, well, she, she is out of town right now, currently, as we record this. So odds <laughs> are she did listen and she's just like, I'm never coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, it's her birthday today. So uh, happy birthday, baby! I love happy you so birthday. much, Schnookums. Uh, even though she will never hear this, uh, Schnookums. Yeah, she's she grew up a Rams fan, so you can imagine uh, what her feeling about football is now. She got the Jeff Fisher experience. She did get the Jeff Fisher experience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You, she got she the did. Kenny. She got the Kenny Britt experience. Yeah, there you know, there's a lot of Titans Rams crossovers. We don't talk about. We should have like a Titans Rams crossover show one day, like with the with the Who's House podcast. I'm sure there's one out there. Rams House. Yeah, it, well, if, if you can find them, I'm open to the idea. Okay, tighten we, up and the Titans and play the Lo- Los Angeles Rams. I know there's still some bad blood up there, but the the Titans and Rams are almost like the same organization. That we should get into that the week the Titans play the Rams, we will get into that. Yeah, really, Rams. just there's um, really just one yard separating the organizations. You son of a bitch! I'm I, allowed to do that. I, I, I'm I you are allowed fan. to do that. You are allowed to do that, and I'm allowed to do that too. <laughs> that doesn't mean I do it. You know, like. I, I mean, like, I'm allowed to text and drive if I want, but I don't do it because it's it's dangerous and it'll and I'll end up in a ditch. Kind of. All like I'm saying is they're podcast. They're very. You're right. They're very similar. In fact, almost they are similar. too similar. Titans band, one yard away from being the Rams. Well, one yard away from going to overtime, and who knows what would happen then. Jeff Fisher very well could have screwed it up. and No, the momentum was on the Titans. The momentum was on the Titans side and people forget that. All right, look, it's super lame when people hype a team after a preseason game. It's irresponsible. It's reckless. It's just flat out dumb. Okay. If you're, if you're taking a lot away from a preseason game, if you're like reading too much into a a preseason game, if you're overhyping anything from a preseason game, you're dumb. All right, it's it's the preseason means nothing. Now, with that said, Jack, let's overreact the hell out of this game. Okay, I'm this, so down. Are the <laughs> Titans the best team in football? 
Are they the best team in the NFL right now? I'll tell you this, Austin. They may have the best defense in the preseason. They, they outscoring their opponents 57 to six. No one has scored a touchdown on this Titans defense. Everyone's like, oh, the biggest question mark for the Titans is their defense going into the 2021 season. Uh, questions have been answered. Okay. If anyone's still questioning this Titans defense now, after two preseason games where we didn't even see any starters play, then you know what? Check yourself at the door. Cause you're an idiot. And the Titans are Super Bowl favorites. You, you want to just start there with the defense? I think we can spend some time talking about this because you're right. It is the preseason, and we are going to overreact to what happened because, well, we like what we've seen these last two weeks. Definitely. The Titans are one of two teams in the preseason, and yes, I did preseason research, to have not allowed a touchdown through two weeks in the, in the preseason. It's them and the Denver Broncos who most expect to have the best defense in the NFL this year. Uh, that's Vic Vangio's defense revamped. Got a, they added a lot of new pieces. They yeah. they had a lot of young pieces last year that worked. Von, Von Miller's healthy. Uh, I don't. Von is Miller's, he? I don't know. I, Has he? I he hasn't know. been healthy. I, he hasn't been healthy in quite a long time. I honestly, he, I just said that. That look, that to tell you, I don't host the Broncos podcast. I host a Titans podcast. I just said that. Like we've got to get Cody. Right? We had Cody Rourke on from the Broncos last year. We ought to get him back just to ask one Von Miller question. Was that our buddy who looked like Adam Schefter? Yes, yes, exactly. Like <laughs> or him. he sounded like, sounded like him. He sounded yeah, like he him. sounded like him. <laughs> but okay, so the Titans and the Broncos. Yes. Neither have allowed a touchdown this preseason. Okay. Here's what I'm taking the most away from because last year the Titans were historically bad on third downs, allowed 53% conversion rates on third downs last season. In the preseason, the Titans are or the, the offenses, the Bucks and the Falcons, the two teams they've played. Combined four for 26 on third downs. Just four for 26. This week, the Bucs went two for 14 on third downs. The Titans made those quarterbacks look incompetent. Kyle Trask, mostly. Uh, the Falcons, A.G. McCarron struggled. Felipe Frank struggled all on third down. Titans still managed to get after the quarterback. Three sacks this week. They had five against Atlanta. So yep. the pass rush is there, or at least the scheme seems to be in place. Three, They forced three turnovers this week. They were very opportunistic. Um, and the star of the show was rookie Elijah Molden. Yes. The 100th overall draft pick this year out of Washington had eight tackles, one pass deflection that turned into an interception, had a sack, and a lot of people were drawing comparisons, Austin. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people were drawing comparisons. Elijah Molden, guys. Look, let's take it back to draft night, Okay. Uh, was it the second or third round? Third round, third I round. think. Third round, people are are saying, um, you know, the, the name is called the Tennessee Titans select Elijah Mo. And it was like, for a second there, you're like, oh, weird. Did Elijah Moore fall this deep into the draft? And then, and then you remember, no, he was already selected. Yeah, and then the they're like, so who is the Titans taking? Elijah Molden. And it's like, okay, cool. Cool, didn't John it, Robinson. Didn't they just draft a corner in the first round? Yeah, you got the wrong Elijah Mo. Okay, you got the wrong Elijah Mo. We wanted maybe, the other one, but maybe they have the right one after after what we've seen. You know, and, and obviously it's one preseason game. Well, but, look and look, it's so dumb to overreact to the preseason games. 
But that's what we're here for. We are dumb. We're dumb Titans podcasters. Okay. We're going to overreact. And Elijah Molden, what he showed us on Saturday night, and not just from the sack play. I I, I did a breakdown of the sack uh, on Cork Bats. Uh, like we've all seen it. He went underneath the, the uh, offensive lineman. He 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 sacked Kyle Trask, which is not an easy thing. It was to like say a bear crawl Trask to sack. the quarterback, too. It, and it was a bear crawl. It was like it was like, you know, like it was like it was like it was literally like if a like a like a uh, like a like a chihuahua, like a like a yippee yippee dog just like running at you, like <laughs> nipping at your ankles. Yeah. 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 And then sure enough, Kyle Trask is like, look, I don't want anything to do with you, dog. And then just falls down and boom, sack. OK, that play was great. The very next play. He he runs uh, right by a block on like a wide receiver like screen. If it was called a screen, tackle for loss. Piss poor, piss poor uh, excuse for a screen I've ever seen in the sport of football ever. Tackle for loss. Helmet comes off. But but wait. Speaking of Elijah Molden's helmet, uh, I'm pretty sure his helmet came up with a big play earlier in the night as well. <laughs> yeah. With a deflection on an interception. <laughs> That and ended up the Titans ended up taking it back uh, into their own uh, into or into the Bucks territory uh, deep, which uh, huge. Look, anytime you can get a turnover, first team, second team, third team, uh, practice squad guys, I don't care. A turnover is big at, at any point in in football. That was big. That was awesome, and it's and it's good that to see like it kind of goes back to uh, us talking about the David Long interception from the first week against the Falcons. Anytime like this secondary, whether they're backups or not, that can force turnovers, that's a good thing. Now, granted, look, you're not going to be getting Kyle Trask throwing the ball if you ever play the Bucs. You're going to be getting Tom Brady throwing the ball. And he probably let me tell you though, let me but, tell you about the Bucs. If Tom Brady goes down from what we saw on Saturday, <laughs> they are they maybe not winning a game this year. Right. Matt Castle's not walking through that door. No. Bucks. Okay. All right. Uh Sean King is not uh walking through that door. That one's for Zach Bingham. I know he's a big uh, Bucks guy. I, I'm sure that's a reference he'll remember. Uh, but look, the um, I I just think I I think Elijah Molden. I'm excited about this guy. Now, granted, look, so uh, again, you don't want to overreact to preseason games, but we're overreacting to preseason games. I think this dude has what it takes to be the next Cortland Finnegan. But that's that's that to me is the floor. All right. Again, I'm the floor. overreacting. Yeah, that's the floor is Cortland Finnegan. Okay. Cortland Finnegan was a was a pro bowler, all pro. Yeah, I'm calling him Flortland Finnegan. Flortland. Flort. Flortland Finnegan. You can workshop that. Remember, we're still in the um, preseason. Again, it's preseason for us too. It's preseason for Jack and I too. All right. We're that's we're working on our on our working out all our kinks, but. I think that to me is the floor. You you want to know what the ceiling is? I'm trying to think of a terrible pun you'd do. Um, <laughs> There's no fun involved in this one. There's no fun involved. I don't. What what's the ceiling? Could it be? Um, well, let's a just McCourty, say here, here. How about this? How about this? Logan let's Ryan. Say, let's just say it, it all adds up. Okay. It all adds up. You gotta, you gotta just, just take. If this. you subtract, if you subtract him from uh, this Titans defense, you're, uh, it, it'll be, it'll, it won't be great. Racy McMath, I don't understand. What, uh, what, Ty, what are you doing? Tyron, Tyron Matthew. 
Oh my Tyran Matthew. Sorry. Look, again, I'm gonna ban you. I'm gonna put you in timeout. It's preseason for us too, guys. Okay. You can't get mad at us. But I think I think he could be uh the next honey badger. Okay. Again, are we overreacting? Probably. Yes. But look, I love this guy. I like the energy that it brought. I love seeing him out in the field just disrupting plays and flying all over the football field. That is someone that we haven't seen since a guy like Cortland Finnegan, where he's small, he's kind of undersized, kind of went later in the draft. Uh, he can play all over the field. Now, Cortland was strictly a cornerback. Elijah Molden, I feel like, is more versatile. And I think that's just a product of when he has come up playing football. I think if Cortland Finnegan played the today he'd be kind of more of that elusive can play anywhere on the field type player but elijah molden has benefited from being in the era of football that he is in today where he can play a lot of different positions yeah and i think you i think you get a lot of that and so to me my nickname for elijah molden right now and again it's still preseason for us okay but i'm calling him Cortland finn again Again, okay, okay. The second coming of Cortland Finnegan. That's that's my nickname for right that's now. That's way okay? better than Flortland Finnegan. Floor, floor. Yeah, I I regret. Way that better, one. way better. Look, I regret okay, good that. One, okay? That's a good good bounce back. But Look, you, as you, as you my guy Tucker McCann knows, they can't all be makes. Okay, which we'll oh, get to. Here we'll get to that bit. too. I'm sorry about that. By the way, thank you. Um, you mentioned Tyron Matthew. He tweeted, you know, after after. Yes. After, you know, he saw the sack from Molden and he said people regret not drafting him sooner. Real football guy. So he's already getting high praise. That's high praise. right? And and you were right about the Cortland Finnegan comparison. I've seen a lot of that and I completely agree. And um, really, I I went back to their pro days, each Cortland Finnegan and Elijah Molden. There's a lot of similarities between the two. Um, well, how many other podcasts will time travel for you? Okay, none other than the time. And, and this is this is where it's different because Elijah Molden didn't run at the combine or at the pro day. Cortland no. Finnegan from Samford, who was probably teetering on undrafted, did everything. Cortland Finnegan ran a four three four, but this is where and Molden didn't run, obviously. But everything else really adds up. Um, their height, they're the same exact height. Cortland Finnegan's got 0.3 inches on him, just 0.3 inch difference. Weight, Ladies. Elijah, Elijah Molden, 192 pounds. Cortland Finnegan, 188. Broad jump, Elijah Molden, 125 inches. Finnegan, 128. And here you go. They were born three days apart, granted, 15 years and three days apart. Cortland Finnegan born on February 2nd, 84. Elijah Molden, January 30th, 99. So they're both Pisces. They've got wow. a lot in common. Wow. So if there's for for all the astrology girls that are listening to this podcast, I assume it's in between zero and one. Yeah. Um, there you go. You didn't think I'd bring up astrology? I just did. Look, the, the, this is the only this is the kind of analysis you will get from the Tide Up podcast. You will not get this from uh like F Words Pod. Like they're probably actually talking about like PFF grades and things. Oh like that. my god, okay. PFF. We talked about that with Roman Foster or, or yeah. Ramon Foster. Right. But hey, but you also Logan Ryan. We talked about him briefly there. I've seen some, you know, I think it was Buck Rising who who brought this up that is, is spot on. Elijah Molden, while he may not be a true corner right now, he has the position versatility of Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan played inside, yeah. outside. Yep. Now with the Giants, he's playing safety. That's what's expected of Elijah Molden. He could fill in behind Amani Hooker. He could play nickel. He could be the blitzing DB in a dime set. Right. Um, and, and, it, I, and again, what was Logan Ryan good at? He was Rushing blitzing. the quarterback. Yeah. Yes. 
So that uh, look, if anything, and, and that's, that's what the Titans need to look at right now. That's what the Titans need to do. They need to scheme against teams knowing that, look, if we run into what we ran into last year, where our, we can't get any pressure up front for Lord knows why we need to figure out other ways to put pressure on the quarterback. And if you have a guy like Elijah Molden out there on the field, that could be your answer to that. So it's, it's all about just kind of finding, uh, figuring out what works and look, Elijah Molden, who knows how much he's going to play the field, but from what he's shown me on defense in these two preseason games, at very least, at very, very least, this guy is a, he's a special teamer. Put him out on special teams. Let him make plays out. I don't know. Elijah Molden coverage, whatever he could start there, but Elijah Molden, from what I saw, he's, he's too talented to stay. He's going to find a way to make plays in this Titans defense, uh, a defense that's should. looking, that's looking for younger guys like him that can play different positions. that can, they can bring different skill sets than, than just a normal, you know, uh, just, just a cover corner. Uh, I like Elijah Molden because he's kind of, you know, talking fantasy baseball. He's a utility player. He's the flex for fantasy football. He's a guy who plays multiple positions. You can't really, you know, just corner him into a cornerback when he could play in the second, he could play deep in the secondary at safety. Uh, I love what I saw. I'm, my hopes are, are pretty high with this kid. And if, if Caleb Farley pans out, this draft could be one of J Rob's big gems. It really could. Yeah. When, and look, not to knock J Rob, we love J Rob and J Rob we trust, but J Rob could use a few, uncovered gems it's it's been a it's been a little bit it's been a been a minute since uh we've had a few uncovered gems really come out find it'll find one in this draft one in that draft but it's never you know a handful of guys in one draft i love j-rob i love j-rob he has literally brought in the titans organization from from the depths of hell to where where they're at right now which is a great position titans are in a great spot right now uh but his protege is that is that right? Like or predecessor? Predecessor. predecessor. His predecessor, Floyd Reese. Uh, well, his predecessor, I believe, was Rustin Webster. That's which, right, Rustin Webster. That, his, that that was terrible. His pre-predecessor. His dual Sensei. double the, predecessor. His duels dual decessor. Anyway, the guy who came to two jams before him, he is. Uh, he is he was remarkably good at drafting, which we will get into in our Floyd Reese tribute coming up in a little bit. Rest uh, in peace, Floyd Reese. But I'm, man, he was tough news. He was great at drafting players. His draft analysis was incredible. First Runner rounder. J Rob has, has struggled a little bit then. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Elijah Molden, we are big fans of Elijah Molden here on this po- podcast. Um, uh, Okay, uh, Sam Ficken won the kicking competition. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the <laughs> ja- Jaguars. Uh, wow, that's how you lose a bet with Grace right there, Austin. <laughs> all right, listen. All right, fine. Well, all right, let, all right. You want to get into it? Let's get into it. Okay. I don't know what kind of freaking voodoo magic Jack Gentry pulled. I was doing for some, the I was doing second some... year in a row. The second year in a row. The Titans pass up on my guy, Tucker McCann, because during preseason, he gets hit with an injury. All right? 
Jack, I don't know if you have a Tucker McCann voodoo doll Look, and you just keep poking no. it with a pin every preseason, but its I'm getting a little sick and tired of it, to be quite honest. Austin, we had this conversation last week. I told you I'm I'm on board with McCann if he wins. I want the best possible kicker. I would never perform blood magic and, to win a bet on a podcast. And again, I and I don't I don't want this to come across as sour grapes. I don't want people to think I am not a fan of Sam Ficken. I grew up a Penn State fan. I love Sam Ficken. Loved him when he was in Happy Valley. And I'm happy that he's the Titans kicker, especially if he's going to nail 58 yarders with ease. 58 like yarders with move yeah. to spare. All right. All right. Yes, I'm happy. That's great. Oh. That's awesome. But I'm also pissed off that freaking Tucker McCann. He was the front runner going into Saturday. He was the front runner going into Saturday. And then sure enough, Monday, he's he's waved. He's waved. And I like, how does that happen? I'm so annoyed right now. It's that old saying where, you know, you didn't lose it. The other guy just won it. It, I, that's true. That is true with Tucker McCann. Uh, he, it's an unfortunate injury. It seemed like he had... He was in the driver's seat heading into that second preseason game until his last kick against the Falcons where he got rolled up on. It's a tough break for Tucker McCann. And, you know. It's a tough sprain. It, but knowing, McCann, knowing okay? the Titans, and, and as soon as something goes wrong with Sam Ficken, they, I think they know what they've got in him. As long as the injury is not too serious, he can always be a guy they go back to. But, yeah, I mean, you hit a 58-yarder. That job's yours. That's all I need to see. That, that Right then and there, Sam Ficken was the Titans kicker. No Guskowski. Guskowski's going to be hanging out in Franklin. No Guskowski. We're all in on Ficken. The Titans are picking Ficken. Look, and again, I yes, so I don't want, I don't want, I don't want this to be lost. I am happy that Sam Ficken is the Titans kicker. I'm look. It was it was it was a win win situation for us. Okay, other than the bet, like I was, it was win win in the sense that you have Tucker McCann. Or Sam Ficken, two names that you can make a lot of different puns with. <laughs> Tucker McCut. And if 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 for this podcast, you know we love some puns. Okay. Yeah. All right. Easy with the Tucker McCut. Okay. That's that that Tucker McCut's too deep. <laughs> all right. <That's, laughs> you like it though. You just I don't it. like it. I, that's my Mizzou guy. That's my Mizzou brethren. That's it's I I am sad for him because he has been so close to making this roster twice now twice and he's good he's a good kicker he should be on an nfl roster but for whatever reason the nfl likes recycling the nick folks of the world okay we're gonna get this out now and we're gonna move on from here on out no more mccann talk no matter if Ficken misses something we're not gonna bring out tucker mccann oh, no no if, if, if first you better believe first kicks it look we don't have the stefcon system so i'm gonna bring up the 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 i don't know i'll, I'll come up with a fun name for it but like the the mechanometer or something like to where it's like, you better watch out the McCann, the McCann sirens coming, you know, like I'm going to come up with something that it'll be, but Hey, at least the Titans have a guy they're confident in. And now he gets all the reps in preseason week three to head into the regular season with some confidence. I, and that is, that is actually a great thing. That is a good thing. Knowing that he's not now that he knows he's not under uh, like no competition and, and Titans fans, you should be happy. Like Titans fans, you should feel really good. Like pressure makes diamonds. If 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 the Titans have their kicking situation figured out, that is a huge win going into this season. Obviously, I mean, Titans don't lose to the uh, Steelers last year if they had a kicker. Well, they at least lose in overtime. They at least lose in overtime. At the minimum. Is what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What uh was there anything else that we needed to hit on uh from 
preseason game especially. Defense looked good. Yeah. Elijah Molden was a star. Oh. Mason Kinsey was a beast. Sam Darnold. I mean, yeah, Sam Darnold. Uh, For the Panthers? I mean, no, not Sam Darnold. Matt I'm Barkley. A, Matt Barkley. There you <laughs> I'm getting my USC quarterbacks mixed up. Matt they all Barkley. look the same, to be fair. They do look the same. Thank you. I'm glad you said that because I felt that way. And Very I large heads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Weird brows, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Matt Barkley, uh, I I feel really good with him as the backup quarterback. As long as he's playing other backups in the NFL, I feel really good about him as the Titans' backup. That race I, has gotten tight now. I liked what I saw out of Logan I, Woodside week one. Matt Barkley and I, I love Logan week Woodside, two. but Matt Barkley looked good, looked good on Saturday. So, and that that that, that touchdown pass he threw to um, uh, was it Dez? Damn, running back? No, running back. Uh, oh, Makai Sargent. Yes, Makai Sargent, uh, who also has been playing very well. Uh, that was, Very that was well. a, that was a great throw. It was just, I don't know, on a play action. I, I just loved, I loved it. Yep. My dog loved it too. Like that's the, that's the thing. Like we are big. She loves Matt, Matt Barkley. Obviously that makes sense. Yeah. All right. We Barkley. It. There it is. Barkley. We get it. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I just wanted to say that I wanted to give shout out to Matt Barkley. I think he's the, uh, uh, if it, when it comes to backups in this league, again, we're overreacting everything we saw when it comes to backups in this league he is the aaron Rodgers, and i don't think he can argue against that i'm just so taken aback from you comparing matt barkley to aaron Rodgers that i think of we backups, should just move on of backups okay don't don't twist my words here okay we don't need anyone to uh discredit this podcast to be fair, against for, the f-words pod matt barkley they already do matt barkley hasn't been with the titans long but he has not threatened retirement so right i think yeah, he's got a leg up that right there is a win. Are you all right? Leg up. Are you going back to the kicking thing again? Is that what you're trying hey, to do? Hey, no, don't cool, take it Cool, dude. Wow. Wow, dude. Cool. <laughs> Too soon, bro. Too, you know, it's just when you think you know who your friends are. Uh, last thing I'll say before we get to a word from DraftKings, the Jaguars, Jaguars news, Travis oh, Etienne, yeah. their rookie running back. From First Alec rounder. Clemson. That was a big risk they took. I mean, that Trevor Lawrence's teammate trying to set him up early with a guy. Yeah, they, uh, they had so much success together in college. It, that's a tough break for the Jaguars. Um, for the year. That's a Liz yeah. Frank injury, too. There's no chance he gets back this year. He's going to hopefully be back for the start of next season for the Jaguars' sake um, and for ETN's sake. You know, you don't want to root for injuries, especially when it's the team that has no chance of beating you anyways. So, yeah. yeah. More like Travis ETN oh, this, this season. Is... No, you shut up. <laughs> and one more thing. That's – for all of you guys who may have drafted Travis Etienne in a fantasy league, that is what you get for drafting in fantasy early. Do yep. not draft your fantasy team until after the final week of preseason. Don't do it. Public this, service this announcement. This is what happens to you. You draft the night before the season if you can help it. That's what you do. That's your dumb. Well, like, what if you happened don't. to a Labor Day draft? That's like the holiday, isn't it? Drafting uh, on Labor Day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a holiday. Yeah, do it on Monday. Do it on uh, actual Labor Day. That's when you should be drafting your fantasy football team. Okay, uh, now let's get a word from our friends at DraftKings. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. College football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly 
when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z Sports to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A to Z Sports, A T O Z Sports, to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only, a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. And now let's get to Luke Worship! Look, he needs no introduction, okay? You, If you listen to this podcast, you know him. He's the only guest, he's the only uncle uh, on our family tree that literally has his own segment on our podcast. You guys know him. It's Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. You can find him yeah. uh, on online at Luke underscore Worsham. Uh on Twitter or Luke Worsham on Instagram. He is Luke Worsham. You know, over the last two weeks, I, I co-hosted the morning show of, of A to Z with Austin because Zach was in Dallas. Well, that's a and several times during that experience, people would comment, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham. <laughs> Luke Worsham. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love you Tuppers. I love the Tuppers. That's awesome. It was, it was it was great. That's what I was known for during that. That's experience. good. Did you guys do any segments of it? No. Have you no, ever done not. when you when you've because obviously for those that don't know, I took a little sabbatical when and when I did, Luke filled in for me. Luke, I just I'm just the understudy at ADC. Did you guys? That's well, just hey, what I do. That's not hey, true, Luke. No, I, I was going to say it was true. I I agree with the, I agree. With the, <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he's my understudy for sure. Yeah, there's, there's a rivalry between you two. <laughs> no, no, no. I love Luke. I love Luke. Uh, Luke, I was going to ask you, do, do when you filled in for me at any point during those, I think it was like, it was like probably like 10 weeks or something. It was something crazy like that. Did you ever do a segment of Luke Worsham? Well, technically, because we had you on as a guest one time. That is yeah. true. Yeah. You, so yeah. that that would have been it. <laughs> okay. All right. Luke's like, right. can I please get away from the Luke Worsham segment? Yeah. God. Okay. So, yes, and we will. It's a great name. It is a great name. It's a great name. Hey, Luke, uh, you were down in Tampa this week. Tampa, Florida. Yes. Tell us how it was. I the, from what we saw on the internet, you know, being staying back in Nashville, not getting the credential and having to do a podcast with Austin. Yeah. Um, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, you said that like it was a bad thing. Like, I, like yeah, like not getting a credential sucks, but. It's a, it's a, okay. I would have loved to take Nashville, a trip to I'm in Chicago. <laughs> but anyway, so you were down in Tampa and a lot of stuff happened. I mean, the Titans yes. had joint practices with the Bucks. Thir- the Thursday practice got a little out of hand. Um, we all know what happened in the game on Saturday. I mean, just total domination once again by the Titans in the preseason. Uh, yep, yep. What, what were some of your biggest takeaways of just that week down in Tampa? Yeah, I mean, it was a really fun week. I got to uh, – one of my good friends just moved down there. 
So I got to spend some time with him. He went to the game with me and he sat in the stands and I sat in the press box and I would like bring him snacks periodically throughout the game from, from up in the press box. <laughs> that's first of uh, all, that's it, a great friend right there. It was a lot of fun. And I think what stood out the most was that this Titans defense is not going to be the way it was last year. You know, it might not be good per se, but they're not going to be confused. They're not going to be running around kind of, you know, looking all over the place like no one knows what's going on, which is what happened so often in 2020. Uh, they're in sync. They're communicating well. Everyone knows what's up. Everyone knows who's in charge. And we saw that in full force on the first day of practices when they picked Brady three times. And then he made the comment afterwards that they sort of confused him, which, which I don't think any quarterback they faced in 2020 said. Luke, you have more of a level head than Jack uh, and I. Definitely me. Uh, probably just a slightly more level head than Jack. Um, I want to ask you, how much are we allowed to like you like consider like we are Jack and I are your kids. We're asking for candy. How much candy are you going to allow us to have when it comes to overreacting for Elijah Molden? I mean, like, I think he's a really good football player. I, I don't know that he's going to be Superman, but I think he can give you every bit of what Logan Ryan gave the Titans back before he sort of hit the tail end of his career, that really solid nickel corner who played physical coverage, blitz. And he did everything in that first preseason game and, and played phenomenally. And I'll tell you, the biggest difference between him and Caleb Farley right now is Elijah Molden is comfortable. Caleb Farley is not comfortable, which is fine. All right, he's a rookie, hadn't played in a, in a year and a half. He'll get there. But Elijah Molden, and Vrabel said as much after the game, Elijah Molden out there just looked like he was supposed to be there. There's something different about him. And yeah. uh, I don't think it's reading too much into that to get super excited and fired up about that guy. Okay. And now continuing like kids do with their parents, I'm going to push the limits, see how far I can go with this. <laughs> Earlier in the podcast, I may or may not have said that the floor for Elijah Molden is Cortland Finnegan. And the, ceiling, the floor. and the ceiling is Tyran Matthew. Look, he ate a lot of candy. He ate a lot of Elijah Bolton candy. <laughs> I don't think that's unfair. I mean, okay. Cortland, well, so I, I think Titans fans maybe overrate what Cortland Finnegan was a little bit. Okay. And I think that what, what Cortland Finnegan actually was is what probably the floor for Elijah Molden is a, a, a good player, physical. Fans love him because of the effort. They look a lot alike, actually. Like if you put pictures of them side yeah. by side, the two of them look. Oh, Jack, Jack, Luke, they're point three inches away. Do you, do you yeah. know they're Do you know they're both Pisces? Yeah, I did, I did not know yeah. that. They, I'm a Cancer, know. so really? I uh, wow, I'm a Pisces. I don't. I'm not really into astrology. I don't really know what any of that means. But I'm a Libra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Molden I think can be a lot like Finnegan, but he also does have a lot of traits of, of the honey badger of Tyron Matthew that like always around the football play a lot of different positions, except I think Molden is more of a pure corner than, than Matthew is. I think Matthew is more of a like cover three near the line of scrimmage safety. Molden is more corner. Uh, I, I don't think you're overhyping it at all to say that he can be every bit of Cortland Fanagan and probably a lot more. All right, cool. I'm so, glad so to know we got a cool parent. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> You said that he looks more comfortable than Farley does right now. Where, yeah. You know, week one's just a couple weeks away. Where do you see each of those guys come week one against the Cardinals? Who's going to 
I, I don't want to say who's going to have more snaps, but who do you see having a bigger huh. impact by that point? Well, Malden's going to have more snaps. I, I would almost you know, put money on that because I think your perimeter corners right now are Jack Rabbit Jenkins and uh, Christian Fulton. And in nickel situations, I think you would want Molden in the slot. Now, once Farley gets up to speed, I think a lot of that is going to be more matchup based. I actually asked Vrabel about that the day after the draft. And, and he said, you know, what they want to do in terms of placing the corners is look at the receivers they're going against and put guys in, in positions to face the receivers that they match up well with. But I don't think Farley is quite ready to be thrown in the fire. I mean, he, he did not look, he hasn't looked great in practice. Uh, Brady kind of picked him apart. He just kind of looked slow. He got burned by by Scott Miller on that that wheel route, I believe it was. He's just not ready, and Molden is. Obviously, Farley's ceiling is much higher than Molden's, but I think week one you're looking at Jenkins, Fulton, and Molden for a majority of those snaps. Is uh... – is it official? Like, do we have to call him Jackrabbit Jenkins? Like, is, you know, he... I, 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 if, as I'm sure you guys have realized, I, I like to be proper. Right. And I like yes. to call people by, by their name. And so for the longest time I resisted, I was like, this is a shtick. Yeah. You know, it's cute. It's fun. But like, I, his, he, his name's Janoris, right? Well, then I get to the first day of training camp and I'm handed a roster. At, the the, on the Titans depth chart, it's, it's listed as the Janoris. I mean, it's listed as Jackrabbit. roster as Jackrabbit Jenkins. So me being a, a man that likes proper. You're a pro. And my copy that I write, I, I say Jackrabbit Jenkins because Which, that is the name that he is listed as on the roster. I mean, Jackrabbit is like kind of, it's like a dumb nickname, but when you do compare it to Janoris, it's like, I mean, like literally any, he could be like Taco Eater Jenkins and it would be cooler than Janoris uh, Jenkins. Janoris so is I don't, kind of badass, man. I, I disagree it, here. I, someone asked though? him, I forget who it was. Someone asked him, why don't you let people call you Janoris? Because he had just said like, Janoris sounds like my I don't even answer to that. Yeah, and and someone said, "Why don't you answer to Janoris?" He said, "It's not my name." Oh wow. damn! Okay, so so damn. this is like Kanye trying to name change his name to Ye, right? Okay, I, it's yeah. coming. It's like Ron Artest, Meta World yeah. Peace. Yeah, yeah, Jan something like that. Janoris feels like one of those like uh, like a sweater you get from like one of your grandparents, and like you put it on, you're like, "Oh, this is cool," and then like you walk out of the house, and you're like. Oh, suddenly this is not as cool as I thought it was. Like <laughs> Janoris will not get you any street cred. Nobody is like, <laughs> nobody is out there being like, oh damn, you don't want to mess with Janoris. But like, if you said, don't, you don't want to mess with Jackrabbit, then it's like, okay, yeah, I don't want to mess with Jackrabbit. I will mess with Janoris. I will not mess like with Jackrabbit. A Jackrabbit's not a very violent or even mildly imposing animal, is it? No, but a Janoris sounds fast. like a, a geriatric on a scooter. Like that's what, so I, I'd much rather be a jackrabbit than a Janoris. Austin speaking yeah. as if this man, if there wasn't a dead body found in this man's house. And it, it was, was his brothers, dude. It was ago. his brothers. You know that Jack. Wait, what? You've got to watch your words, Austin. Wait, yeah, Luke, you don't know, you don't know about Janoris Jenkins and his brother. Jackrabbit. Sorry, Jack you don't know about Jack. Well, no, no, no. This is actually Janoris. This is before he, <laughs> he changed his name. No, I have probably, no that's probably about. why he changed his name. Which probably exposes a weak spot on me as a reporter that I don't know this. So but what there Jack was Rabbit. a dead body found, and it was one of their friends who I believe was either a rapper or a DJ that turned up in 
Janoris Jenkins' house while, you know, he was across the country. I think he was in Florida and the, the, the body was in New York or vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is when he was with the Giants, I want to say. Uh, yeah, yeah it, I, this is news to me. It was linked yeah. to his brother. And, body uh, found in his house, dude, in his house, and his, his brother ended up going to jail for it. So, uh, But, like, in his house, dead body. Like, I look, I'm just saying, like, Austin, jack- lock your like, doors. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not messing with a jackrabbit who also had a dead body in his house at some point. You know, that's not like just like something you find in your basement. I'm, I'm going to ask him about that the next time they do a, a press conference with him. I would be careful. Be careful. Yeah, just Luke, we love you, dude. We Make sure you're behind like uh, Big Joe or somebody when that yeah. question's out. Yeah. We can protect you. Well, Big, Big Joe is not in sports anymore. So yeah, he's with unfortunately, we don't uh, see him around anymore. He's with Main Street. Um, hey, I want to talk about the wide receivers because me and you have talked about the wide receivers over text a handful of times. Yes. I think you're finally seeing the light. Are you seeing the light on, <laughs> uh, on Nick Westbrook Akine? And not just not just NWI, but how do you see the bottom end of that wide receiver group really playing out when it comes to the 53-man roster? Yeah, so I, I think there are five that are locked in. The five that are locked in are AJ, Julio, Reynolds, Rogers, Johnson. It's those five. And then the question becomes, who is the six? And do you keep seven? And if so, who's the seven? So I don't know. Like if you had asked me this a week ago, I would have said, boom, it's going to be this seven. I think they'll keep seven. There it is. And I still think they will keep seven because I think you can with the way the roster set up. Like it's really easy to get into a conversation and say, well, seven's too many and you lose it you know, a player at another position, but then if you actually lay it out, they don't really, the Titans don't. And so I think they can keep seven. Then of course the question is, which seven do you keep? And I don't know, like I, I once thought Racy McMath was a lock. Now I don't know about that. Look, uh, he, he didn't take a snap on offense this week. He, he played yeah. 23 snaps all on special teams. Yeah. That was uh that was a little bit of a surprise because we kept, like looking out there, being like, where's Racy McMath? And then Des Fitzpatrick is a head case because he stunk, but he played well in the game, caught pass on the sideline and caught that touchdown that Woodside underthrew. Uh, so that was nice. But, you know, he's a head scratcher too because he hasn't been really good. I, I think Des Fitzpatrick stays. You don't cut a fourth-round draft pick. I think that's very hasty – and I'm all for, you know, admitting your mistake and moving on. But sometimes it's a little, it's possible to do that too quickly. And then, like, Nick Westbrook, Akina, like, I haven't seen him do Akeem, anything Akeem during training camp. Akina A. It's Sorry, all right. I, we I always have it. this conversation when yes. I come on. It's all right. We had uh, him on the podcast, and I made that mistake to his face for the entire <laughs> interview until the final question when he was like, it's Akina I, I, rec- I recently interviewed uh, Mat- Matthias Farley. And I played back the audio to transcribe it. And the whole time I kept calling him Matthias. Oh, no. And it's, it's not even Matthias. It's like Matthias Farley. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hello, Jeez. Matthias. How, uh, you know what? That, actually, you know what, Luke? I got your back. That's on him. Don't have a ridiculous <laughs> name. Okay. That's, it's not that hard to. You are it. hammering it, Titans DB's first names. If your name is Ma- Matthias, just go with Jackrabbit. Okay. Make it easy <laughs> for all of us. But. but so the thing about Nick Westbrook Akine is I haven't noticed him, but as Austin Stanley brought up on the show the other day, 
because they're not playing him, which would seem to indicate that like he's locked in, right? Yeah, he started both games. He's only had one catch. Uh, was a captain, captain in the first the game. First game. Now, Rabel obviously granted, thinks highly Daniel, of him. Daniel Munyer was a captain in the second game, and that dude is the worst player on this team. Maybe, like, top five worst in the league right now. <laughs> oh, damn. Let's hope Daniel's parents aren't listening. Okay, Luke, so you've, you've kind of talked about all those guys. We haven't seen Marcus Johnson play in the preseason. That's something that makes me scratch my head. And also, Mason Did he not Kin- play in the first game? I know he didn't play this week. I, You know, if he did, he didn't do anything. He did not yeah, show up on yeah. the statue. So, but – and then Mason Kinsey, I mean – I get that you can only keep a few, you know, That's a few guys, in, and he doesn't do enough on special teams right now. But uh, he's got ten catches for for like 107 yards and a touchdown in two games. I mean, he's doing everything he needs to do. It's how do they? I mean, does he is he a practice squad candidate? Is because he's got a hell of a get, you know, a game yeah. tape to show well, other teams. Well, even with the expanded practice squad in 2020, Kinsey was not on it. Kinsey spent the year out of the league essentially and so i could see him taking that next step forward and being on the practice squad definitely but you also talk about ray c mcmath it's it's really puzzling and, and i i'm really looking forward to uh practice on thursday and then this game on saturday to to get a, an idea of how this is going to shake up because like i said a week ago if you'd asked me this question i would have said here's how it's going to be it's definitely these guys but now I'm like, I don't know. It's really, really tough at the back end there. Cameron Batson, yeah. we haven't even mentioned his name. True. A very a variable favorite. The uh WWE consistently holds a lot of their um fights and their their pay-per-view events in Tampa, Florida. And clearly they did last week during the Titans and Bucks practice. Uh you were front hand, you had a front row ticket to uh, the fight that was between yeah. Antonio Brown and pretty much like I was multiple guys. It was like, if I, I, I can't just single out one, but uh, first of all, how awesome was that fight? Uh, second, <laughs> I I've got a few, I've got some rapid fire Antonio Brown questions. I want to ask you, but, but okay. first give us your take on that fight. Yeah. I was standing in the back of the end zone when it happened. So I was, I, I think I was actually closer than all the other Titans reporters that were there. Cause they were all, watching something else and that's only the access that you will get from a to z sports yeah <laughs> just to plug and it all just, right just, just not luck to rub of the it draw. in pretty sure the and athletic s- wasn't any closer than a to z sports pretty sure <laughs> yeah uh uh paul kaharski.com wasn't any closer than a to z sports all right so a to z sports your go-to source for all things fights in training camp practices so ab ran a streak down the left sideline brady threw it to him it was incomplete, but Chris Jackson was very clearly holding, and they had an official there, and he threw a flag. And so walking, Chris Jackson just walks back to the sideline, you know, in shame because he just got a five-yard penalty. And Antonio Brown is chirping up a storm like, this dude just never shuts up. Like, he looked fantastic, but he just would not shut up all two days. Uh, uh, ESPN, I can't remember her name. I think it's Jenna Lane, uh, their version of Tehran, their ESPN NFL Nation reporter, uh, said that the day before AB beat someone and yelled, I signed your birth certificate at him afterwards. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, that's a new one. That's a good one though. Yeah. Implying, actually, you know, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your father. I'm your father. Yeah, yeah. That's, I actually love that. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah. here I, here I was ready to clown Antonio Brown, but that's actually great trash talk. I'm impressed. So, 
so AB starts chirping at Chris Jackson, you know, Antonio Brown, a future hall of famer does. I don't know why he's so upset about a fifth string Titans quarterback, but here we are. And so AB just walks over to him, rips his helmet off and socks him in the jaw. And that was kind of it. And there was no real retaliation other than Christian Fulton, who kind of pushed Antonio Brown out of the way. Uh, it, was, it was wild to behold. And then they, uh, AB had to go sit in timeout for about 15 minutes. And then he got to come back out and practice with the rest of the big boys. So, yeah, I don't know that it was awesome. It was very stupid. I thought, um, yeah. Did, did he, did, did they, con- did he connect on a punch as well as that photo made it seem like he did? Well, it was funny because when it happened, I'm looking at that thinking, did he just throw a punch or was that just like, a shove that kind of looked like a punch. And then obviously I saw George Walker's picture. I was like, uh, yep. <laughs> yep, yeah, that was a punch. So he, he definitely threw a punch. It kind of reminded me of the situation with the delivery truck guys that Antonio Brown also attacked. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. whether you're yeah. a fifth string corner or a delivery guy, AB could punch you in the face. And don't forget yeah, the security guards. S- it's not hard to set that guy off, apparently. Don't forget the security guards at his gated community in Florida where he threw a bicycle at one of them. So let's just he's, be... He's a very uh, unstable man. Chris Jackson Heck should of just a be receiver, glad that he... Great receiver. receiver. One of, one of the best to, of our generation, probably. I was talking to Gentry Estes, the sports columnist for the Tennessean, and he said, if this practice had been happening without jersey numbers and I had no idea who any of these people were, after practice, I would have said, yeah, that guy right there, who would have been in Tony Brown. He's the best receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. And oh, I wow. think he, had, he, he looked fit, phenomenal. All of them did. I mean, Gronk Titans had some trouble with Gronk on the short stuff. They did okay with him on more intermediate stuff, but Mike Evans, Godwin, Bray, it's an embarrassment of riches that they have. Yeah. OJ was Antonio well. was Antonio Brown threatening to throw a Schwinn his way when he said that, like, was, did he feel like they, <laughs> did, that he needed to say that? Uh, I think they keep the bicycles for training camp in Green Bay. So. Okay. All right. Well, just making sure. You never know with AAB. Nice. I mean, like, that's I don't know. That security guard probably didn't know, uh, wasn't expecting a bicycle to be thrown at him when that happened. But <laughs> all right, real quick, uh, three quick questions about Antonio Brown. I want you just to answer them rapid fire. Okay. okay. Since you were there, you saw it. You were our eyes and our ears at Titans got Bucks it. joint practice last week. Did Antonio Brown have a league approved helmet? I wouldn't know, so I'll just default to yes. Okay. Did Antonio Brown have frostbitten feet? No. Okay. That was very clear. And finally, (laughs) did Antonio Brown arrive via hot air balloon any of the days you were down there? I did not see a hot air balloon, so I'm going to go with no. Maybe you just didn't get out there early enough. Yeah, you never yeah. know. You never know. And uh, odds are, if you, yeah, you didn't happen to talk to him at all while you were down there, did you? no okay no because he probably would have had a recording of it if he if he did uh <laughs> hey uh luke uh head coach mike vrabel came back from tampa you know like you know whenever you go to tampa you got to like pick up something whether it be you know a, a gift shop uh maybe something at the hotel air or at the hotel little mini mart <laughs> they got down there maybe something at the airport on your way home maybe something luke, at the strip clubs yeah, I yeah, was about fair. to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe you come back with something a little more permanent, uh, if you will. <laughs> so head coach Mike Vrabel came back with COVID, though. So Yes, he did. Probably not the first guy, again, not the first guy to come back from Tampa with an infectious disease. Uh, I got to ask you, do you have COVID? 
<laughs> we'll, we'll find out soon. I got tested this morning. Uh, okay. All right. We, we get, t- we, get, we get tested every two weeks with the Titans and they tested yesterday, but I was still in Florida. So I had to come home and do my own test and I, I will find out tomorrow. So we'll see. Looks uh, like why, fine. Looks like, why do we have to pee in a cup? I don't think this is this COVID. <laughs> why are you guys making me do this? I, I had never had a test before the Titans tested me i oh. never had a reason to i'd never been a, a close contact or anything so well that's uh, because kids can't I'm, get covid right oh come on i'm Austin. sorry right. i'm sorry that's come on luke you've been on this podcast what how many times four times now that's the first oh more than four ten as a host like well yeah yeah 10 as a host but i'm saying as a guest as a guest probably this is what his fourth time three. that's the first age joke i've made that most of the time the age jokes come from Jack. That is the first one I've ever made. I want I, that to be on the record. Speaking of Mike Vrabel, I'm I'm shocked that he has yet to make one. Yeah. yeah. Is that intimidating? Is that like no, you know no. you know he he's probably like waiting. Like he's, he's probably it. sitting on it. Yeah. Well, Buck Buck made the comment on his podcast one time that he's like, Mike Vrabel has to absolutely just hate walking into that press conference room after a after a uh a loss and there's luke worship sitting in the front row with those nerdy glasses on just ready to drive that knife in further hey buck take it easy on luke's glasses okay there are there are nerdy glasses luke's glasses are not nerdy i got but, your back luke but luke how serious i mean the timing for this i, I know he's vaccinated and everything but mike rabel coming yeah. down with COVID at this point that's concerning and then you have the reports yeah. today of nick Dunar <coughs> who was signed Less than a week ago, he's got it. Jeremy McNichols also tested positive. So, I mean, or is in the reserve COVID list, which that's all the, as vague as that. Yeah, is. that that could mean they were close contact and not vaccinated. But um, it's, a, it's a concern that being this close to the regular season. Well, the thing is, like, it's not really that close because I think what a lot of people are forgetting is there's sort of a bye week between the last preseason game yeah. And the first regular season game, which we're not used to because we're used to fourth preseason game Thursday, and then 10 days later, you start the season. So what you're getting now is Titans play their last preseason game on Saturday against the Bears here in Nashville. And then uh, 15 days later, they will play their first regular season game. So not and, worried. You're, you're not worried about and this. And that's – and today's Tuesday. So <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Nearly three weeks from now. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Was Brable that a COVID cough? Was that a COVID cough, Luke? Uh, <laughs> be honest. <laughs> like I said, we'll find out tomorrow. Oh, my There was God. a breach. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. I uh, did not get within six feet of Vrabel. I, I, I do frequently, but I happened to already have my recorder on the podium and going when he walked in there because uh, because Robinson had just done his tribute to Floyd Reese. And so I did not get within six feet of Mike Vrabel. So hey, he didn't, Vrabel didn't happen to do one of the Rudy Gobert where he touched all the mics before oh, he walked yeah. off, did he? Mm. No, nah, that was very clownish. I remember when that happened. Yeah, mm. the, the world kind of recognized that might be a bad idea. That's going the reason forward. COVID got but so bad was Rudy Gobert. Last thing, <laughs> yes. La, last thing from, zero. Last thing from me, Luke. Um, Titans look like they made a decision to kicker Sam Ficken. All right, damn it, Jack. You we had a bet. And We're running this, low on time. This we is why go. he's upset. He, we got to go. We made a bet that I, I took Sam Ficken to win the battle. He took uh, first, Tucker McCann. No, first of all, you took uh, George Hoipa or whatever from uh, Ohio State or whatever. Oh, what was his name? Blake, Blake, uh, Blake, Blake Hobbiel. 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 
Yeah, look, that didn't work out, but I got double or nothing, and I got Sam Thicken. 58 yards, I mean, how has he looked in practice? We've only seen him in games, really, and kind of what you guys have put out from his performance in practice, but how has he looked? And you don't have to answer this I, if you don't want to, Luke. I mean, in the game, he looked great. My thing with Sam Thicken, and, and Vrabel, I think, is right. He's kicking the ball stronger. It's not as wobbly as it was earlier in camp. I want him to have one day of practice where he makes all his kicks. That hasn't I'm happened. Tired yet. of every day it being seven of eight, eight of nine, nine of ten, five of seven. You know, one day go in there and make them all. And, and then I will get off of his rear end a little bit. Look, <laughs> I I I think he's a lot better than what I initially thought he was. I think he could probably be decently effective as the kicker, but I am still in the party of I think Steven Guskowski is a better option. But not a do you think that that's a, a plausible option for week one of the regular season? Uh, uh is it like f- logistically possible? Or, no, it, it I, of course, it's, is. of course, it's logistically. Will they but. do it? I don't know. Like, he's in the boys' club, so you know, those guys are all that Mike Vrabel's buddies, you know, so so those guys always have a shot at, at sticking around. I mean, Jonathan Joseph, good lord, that that mm. dude was in the boys' club for life, but uh. <laughs> You know, Guskowski's in the boys' club, so there's that chance. But I don't know. John Robinson has always been weirdly nonchalant about kickers. It's like, worst kicking season since the 1970s strike team. We'll find someone, you know? like. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's I, so frustrating. I don't know. If, if Goskowski comes out for week one, if he trots out there, and they're like, something happens to the Titans, are like, we need you, Steve. He shows up. Does he show up? Uh does he show up as fat as Sam Sloman? <laughs> Thick, Hopefully. not fat. That's Sorry. the only answer. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be ideal. Sam Who's be, on a team right. right now, by the way, I believe. Good for him. He was, he was in the yeah. Steelers. He was in the Steelers camp. I know that. I don't know if he still is, but yeah. Was Sam Sloman, Titans legend. Uh, I don't <laughs> care who you are. That put him in the ring of honor, Titans. Uh Jack, uh, Luke, before we let you go, I gotta ask you. Um uh, yes. And be honest with us, 100% okay. honest. We wouldn't expect anything less from you, but I just have to preface it. I need your 100% honesty. Did you hit up any gentlemen's clubs while you were in Tampa? I hit up a Carabas. No, that's, <laughs> that counts as half. That's half. In Tampa, it is. Got some that's nice a gentleman's club for like soup. That's a gentleman's club for like suburban parents. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in the hotel room. About to record no nonsense. And I'm like, man, I'm really hungry. And the first thing I Googled, I'm not ashamed to admit, was CC's Pizza. Okay. But the nearest I, one was no shame there. I hate going to the one in Antioch and you know, but it, it's it's a great it's, it's the five food's bucks. not yeah, that good, it's but it's eat. the experience. Yeah. No, I get it. But it was like 30 minutes away. And so I was like, you know what sounds good? A, a good uh chain Italian restaurant. So Went to Carabas, okay. which is which is certified better than Olive Garden. Which I assume to. in Tampa has like has like a you know like you know most Carabas like some of them have like patios attached. The Carabas in Tampa has a strip club attached, right? I did not see one. That doesn't mean <laughs> it wasn't there though. Did you uh, go solo or did you download Tinder and just check out the talent in the area? Maybe you know <laughs> the yeah. talent. Try try and have a nice conversation over some nice. Uh, Chicken Alfredo. 
No, but I did get a ride into town from the airport from Buck Rising in his rental pickup truck. Oh, wait, hold up. What we have to unpack this real quick. Buck rented a pickup truck. Yeah, we got off the plane in Clearwater, which is about 15 minutes out of Tampa proper and uh, walked to the rental place of the airport. And they're like, uh, Mr. Rising, you uh, you can get your truck now. And he said, huh? And they're like, uh, you're you were rented a truck. We're like, he's like, OK, well, whatever. And so, uh, yeah, we got in a white white pickup truck and uh, and, and drove into Tampa. Wait, did so he didn't know he rented a pickup truck? No, I guess the zone did it for him. Or maybe oh, he did it. I, I okay. don't know. He I think he did it in one of the Part of me feels like Buck did that and like played the what? Oh, this is weird. Who, 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 who <laughs> this thing for me? And it's like uh it like has like a vanity plate with like Buck, Buck's car on the back <laughs> or something, you know, and it's like are you sure you didn't order this for yourself, Buck? <laughs> was it 10 to 1? 104.5 to zone. Yeah. 10 to 1, baby. <laughs> oh, he is Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. Uh, we encourage you guys all to play along whenever we play Luke Worsham here on, on the Tighten Up podcast. Uh, it's a fun game to play. Luke, um, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're probably worn out after all of the quote-unquote carabas that you hit well, up I, while you were down I, there, I, if you know I, what I mean. I'll, I'll tell you this. I actually moved today, uh, which is why the background looks new. And anybody else, if they'd yeah. asked, I would have said, you know, it's just not a good day. Let's try again next week. But for the Tighten Up podcast, I make time. And I reserved you two weeks ago, so put that in there. And, I, Luke, I, I did notice the setup. Your bed's not in the background. There's no fan that's obviously swirling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Luke, look, I'm is, happy for you. This is a, this is, is this a better situation or did you get kicked out? No, better situation. I'm in Nashville okay. proper now. Did you notice like you Nashville notice area? Said better, like you keep like, saying you, you keep saying Nashville proper, Tampa Tampa proper. What what is what is this? How? Well, like you know how people will say, like like for example, Dave Ramsey has his setup in Franklin, and you if you listen to his show, he's always like live from Nashville. It's like Dave, you're not in Nashville. You're in no, Franklin. he's not in Nashville. Yeah. He's in you're Franklin. in the Nashville yeah. area. Yeah, he's in, he's you know? yeah, he's in Cool Springs. You want to get super like tired. i'm in nashville proper like yeah. actual nashville okay me too yeah i'm let's in get chicago some carabas. proper Luke, <laughs> me and you carabas soon let's all do right. it wow all right is that is that just is that is that code for strip club you guys are just gonna go to deja vu or something we'll, we'll facetime we're gonna go to deja vu with adam jones austin all right all right <laughs> look hey uh you wouldn't be the only uh I guess Titans reporter that has gone to a nightclub. Yeah, you were talking. Was Titan it John story. Glennon you were talking to yeah, about it was. that? He, oh, yeah, that, he, he that was a great episode. He tried to disguise it I, as I an undercover mission. But yeah, well, the weird thing I, is, is I, he keeps going to the nightclub even though those players have retired <laughs> a long time ago. I don't know. Like, he's like I, yo, guys, I, I got to do it for the story. I talked to John the day y'all put that out because I listened to it on my way to practice, and he was he was very complimentary of you two. Said he had a great had great fun. So we, we love him. Were there any uh, now, real quick before we let you go? Were there are there any other like Titans reporters that like speak highly of us? Like that, that not not that I've heard. Not that all I've right, heard. that's okay. okay. We got one. We've got one. That's fine. Yeah, we'll take one. We'll take one. That's all we need. Uh, <laughs> he is Luke Worsham. <laughs> Give him a follow on Twitter, Luke underscore Worsham. We say it all the time, guys. Fill your your Twitter feed with Titans talk, and there's none better than Luke Worsham on uh, Twitter. And you can follow him on Instagram 
uh, just Luke Worsham without the underscore. Just Luke Worsham, straight up. Luke Worsham. How many times can I say Luke Worsham in one segment? Luke Worsham. Let's find out. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. All right, Luke Worsham. We love you, Luke Worsham. Thank you so much, Luke Worsham. Thank you. Thanks, Luke Worsham. Ladies and gentlemen, Luke Worsham, in case you didn't know, uh, Luke Worsham. I, uh, he's a he's a blast. Fun fact about Luke Worsham, both Jack and I have signed his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, wait. Does that make us? Technically, Never mind. he's our uncle. I mean. Yeah, no, that's true, too, if we want to get real technical. All right, let's just move on from that uh, uh, poor attempt at a joke. Again, it's our preseason, too, people. All right, you have to cut us some slack. Uh, guys, so earlier this week, sad news came uh, from the Twitter stream of, of Jared Stillman, of all people. Uh, the, uh, the news of former Titans GM Floyd Reese passing away, which is extremely sad. Honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't know he was sick, um, but apparently he had, he had cancer stepped away, which is, explains why he stepped away from radio. Um, and on, in a year where the Titans announced they're adding him to the ring of honor, sh- a few short weeks later, he ends up passing away, which mm. is, which is terribly sad. Uh, it's awful for the Titans community, um, but he, he should be remembered as a legend. He should be on, remembered as a Ring of Honor member because he was a staple for this organization. Uh, winningest general manager in Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans franchise history that, you know, the Titans have a very young franchise history, but if you factor in the Houston Oilers into that, that is a very deep franchise history that goes back to the AFL days. So for him to be the winningest general manager, one is saying a lot. Uh, he was a former linebackers coach began his executive career as an assistant GM with the Oilers in 1990 and then took over as GM in 94 uh, where he was obviously there until 2006. Jack, let's play a real quick game when it comes to the legacy of Floyd Reese. Okay. I've, gonna... It's it's very tough news. I'm just, I'll say that it's, Floyd Reese, he was a big part of why the Titans are the Titans, um, a founding father, if you will. And, yes. you know, it, it, this news really hits hard for, I think, a lot of people in Titans media. I never was lucky enough to meet him. But from those uh, who I'm close to that have, I mean, this is really tough. And obviously, Floyd will be very missed. But let's go he, on. We'll, we'll in, play. In the early days of the Titans, he used to go on uh, 104.5 The Zone, I think, with George Plaster, Willie Donick, and Darren McFarland back when they did the sports zone, when they did the drive time yeah. show. Uh, he used to go on that show every Friday for an entire hour. A GM of an NFL franchise would take an hour out of his Friday and go on to a radio show. And obviously, like it, he, he ultimately became a radio host himself. But that's just like, that's unheard of in the NFL. Like you don't get that kind of access. And he brought that to them every week. So that just tells you the kind of guy he is. So the game I want to play is Jack, I want you to just name a Titans legend. Okay. Well, I mean, you start with Steve McNair, Steve McNair. Oh, that's weird. Drafted by Floyd Reese. Name another Floyd Reese. Incredible. When it came to the draft, especially early, early rounds. Uh, Let's go Eddie George. Obviously he would be Uh, the next one. Eddie George. Huh? That's funny. Also drafted by Floyd Reese. Name another. We'll switch to the defensive side of the ball. How about... Yeah, give me a defensive guy. Javon Curse. Oh, Javon Curse. 
drafted by Floyd Reese. Guys, when I say Floyd Reese was a was was the goat of Titans drafters, that's that's putting it lightly. That's putting it mildly. Okay, Steven Nair, obviously co MVP in two thousand three. George and Curse were one rookies of the year in their first seasons. Okay, and then in two thousand six, back when you're like, oh, does Floyd Reese still have it? You know, does he still got his fastball? Drafts Vince Young, who also wins Rookie of the Year his first season. My man drafted three, three rookies of the year. Is it rookies of the year or rookie of the years? Three rookie of the year award winners. Rookie of the years. Oh, rookie. Okay, yeah, that's probably the better better. way to say it. Three rookie of the year award winners Floyd Reese has on his resume as a general manager. That is unheard of. He had 11 first round draft picks and you're right. Three of those turned out to be rookie rookie of the year. Um, that, that would be Javon Kirsch, Eddie George and Vince Young, of course, but he was also responsible for drafting guys that all belong on Titans, Mount Rushmore. You know, we were talking about Albert Hainsworth, Keith yep. Bullock, Kevin yep. Dyson, Derek Mason, Donnie Nicky. Um, all, Donnie, Donnie <laughs> all of those guys were drafted by Floyd Reese. So without him, there are no real players to celebrate and remember like like there are Steve McNair, Eddie George, and Derek Mason. There's no Music City Miracle without Kevin Dyson. That's um, yeah. Jeff Fisher as well. He comes along with Floyd Reese. So he was a really impactful part of and, and when you move a team, when you relocate a team from Houston to Nashville, they have to you know to to rally fans around them early. They have to have success. Yeah, and Floyd Reese was a big reason why they they were able to garner such a fan base so quickly, and he built that '99 Super Bowl team. You know, it, Floyd Reese did a, a lot of the early groundwork. Like Steve or Floyd Reese laid the foundation for what will be, you know, a, a Titans castle when things are said and done. I mean, he he is the, what he contributed will remain forever. Will will be remembered for forever. Um, some of these players obviously are going down in Titans lore and already have gone down in Titans lore. So Floyd Reese, yeah, it's a big loss for the Titans family. Um, but yeah, his impact on the Titans when he was the general manager there, I mean, yeah, it, it hasn't been beaten. Three rookie of the years and Again, 11 yeah. first round draft picks. With the Titans, uh, to put that in three of 11. Three of 11. That's almost a third of, uh, or it's almost a, it's a, over a fourth of every draft pick that he has ever there, made. There hasn't been one since he left. Not No, more. no, there hasn't on either side of the ball. And yeah, and again, like you said, like the Titans don't have a AFC championship without Floyd Reese. The Titans don't have the the legends that they have in their their franchise lore without Floyd Reese. Somewhere in Nashville's, Someone doesn't have Vince Young shoulder pads without Floyd Reese. It's just it can't be can't be <laughs> stated enough. <laughs> that one that took is, a little bit. That one took a little bit to hit Jack for a second. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, well, yeah. he spent a total right. of twenty one years with the organization, uh, and again, will be honored in the the Ring of Honor. Floyd Reese, the Titans. If the tight, if no, 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 I'm not even gonna say if. I'm gonna say when the Titans win their first Lombardi Trophy, they will be standing on the shoulders of Floyd Reese when they do it. The and 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 look, and Floyd Reese wasn't just big within the Titans. Floyd Reese was big around the NFL. And if you don't believe me, freaking Bill Belichick, of all people, dropped a statement when Floyd Reese 
passed well, away. Floyd Reese did spend some time working in New England, so they were yes. they were pretty close. But for Bill Belichick to speak candidly on anything, for Bill Belichick to get a a statement written up, that should tell you. Like that should tell you how much Floyd Reese moves the needle in the NFL. The only words Bill Belichick really says that are positive these days are about Subway on his commercials. That's literally the only positive things that Bill Belichick says. And guess what? Floyd Reese ain't a tuna melt, okay? <laughs> Floyd Reese is a, a good GM, and to get Bill Belichick to say something about good about him is, is remarkable. He said... I am saddened by Floyd's passing and I'm forever grateful for the impact he made for my professional development. Floyd was one of the most influential people on my NFL career when we were together on the Detroit Lions staff. Floyd was one of the, the pioneer coaches in strength training at the time when strength coaches did not exist in the NFL. As terrific coach, football mind, and team builder as he became and as tough person as he was, when I think of Floyd, I will remember a great human being and one of the most positive friendly people I have ever known. Floyd made a significant impact on my career. He was a friend of nearly half a century and will be missed greatly. My thoughts and prayers are with Sally, the Reese family, and the Titans organization. We're on to heaven. Uh, no, he didn't say that. We're on to heaven. Yeah, no. Uh, no, but real talk, though, Floyd Reese, legend of the game uh, and undoubtedly legend of the Titans organization. It sucks. It really does. It sucks, um, especially considering he he didn't even make it to see himself be honored. But let me just say this: if to any Titans fans that are listening that are going to be there on the fall Sunday when he gets inducted, you better freaking lose your freaking voice with how hot, how loud you yell for this dude. Because I can guarantee you one thing: we we say all the time. The Titans aren't where they're at right now without John Robinson, their general manager. The Titans organization isn't where it's at without Floyd Reese. Think about it. The Titans don't go to that Super Bowl early on in their franchise history. They're the Texans. I mean, the Bengals haven't made the playoffs since 2000. Right. It's not that far of a reach. It really isn't. I mean, the Titans are, are just an expansion team with nothing of substance, their credit. And, you know, the, you could the say the Bengals haven't won a playoff game, is what I meant to say. Right, yeah, right. On. Since '92, I want to say, yeah. right? 1992. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So it's like the Titans are just another expansion team with nothing to their name. Because of Floyd Reese, they came out of the gate firing. They have put together 13 and three seasons. They've won an AFC title. They've it, it, they've had great players, great rookie of the years. Rookie of the Year Award winners. There it is. There it is. So, look, shout out to Floyd Reese. Respect where it is due. We love you, and rest easy, man. Seriously, like that's – it sucks. And our thoughts and our prayers go out to Floyd's family. See you in the next live. Yeah. Will we? Is that – what is it, reincarnation? Is that – I mean, like the afterlife. Whatever you believe in. I mean, if it all comes – Someone's I was like, is, it, is this the close. podcast where I learned that Jack believes in reincarnation? Is that I know, I, I know all religions. <laughs> oh, dude. Religions. Okay. <laughs> well, you're just a smart dude. Uh, hey, speaking of, I've got no segue. I don't know why I said speaking of. Uh, let's just get to remember the Titan. 
the we end every episode with a game of remember the titan where jack and i just hey we just play hey remember that guy with with an old titan and it's fun i will say it is getting insanely challenging you guys it is i i cannot stress how much of a chore this segment has become for jack and i it started out as like this fun like oh hey let's have some fun name some guys it's hard now because we have we're in episode 77 Meaning we have had no less than 144 Remember the Titans. There's going to be one episode where we just don't do this, and that's the end of it. <laughs> this is just going to end so, if ever, so abruptly for some right, of you. If we ever end a, a, an episode of the Titan Up podcast without a Remember the Titan, just know. That's why. That is why. it. We just ran out. We ran out of dudes. Ran out of guys. And we're going to have to wait till the following season for the Titans to draft more for us to talk about. So, Jack... Let's get to remember the time. You want me to go first? You you want to go first? You had your day in the sun last week. <laughs> I'm going to go first now. Um, okay. All right. So we got to take it all the way back to 2007. Kevin Darnell Vickerson. Kevin Vickerson, defensive tackle, was 6'5", was a monster. Oh, wow. Um, the Dolphins actually drafted him in the seventh round that uh, in, the, in the 05 draft, but his first action in the NFL didn't come until he was with the Titans, where he – Played from 2007 to 2009. Now, he didn't do a ton. He was a rotational defensive tackle. So, their numbers don't really, you know, add up. But he did have 29 tackles, one and a half sacks. Um, hit 12 quarterbacks. So, you know, he, he contributed. But looking back at the career of Kevin Vickerson, there's one thing that sticks out to Titans fans. And that was that he was a, a throw-in in the Lindale White trade. Okay. The Seahawks, yeah. So Kevin Vickerson was traded to the Seahawks with Lindale White, a fourth and a fifth round pick in the 2010 draft for a fourth and fifth round pick in the 2010 draft. So they were shedding they were shedding Lindale White. They, you know, he had he was one too margaritas or, or one too many margaritas past <laughs> uh, being able to tote the rock like the smash and dash days. Yeah. But Kevin Kevin Vickerson was a piece in that trade, the finality of Lindale White in Tennessee. Kevin Vickerson played a part in um, another interesting fact about Kevin Vickerson, his brother, Cortez Vickerson, talk about an awesome name. Um, he spent some time overseas. You know, he, he played with Berlin. They have football in, in Germany. The Berlin. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were talking about my, our guy, Eddie Berlin. No. So, so he spent a season playing in Berlin and then attended the Titans training camp in 2007 before the season started in Berlin attended the 2007 training camp with the Tennessee Titans. So the Vickerson spent some time in Tennessee um, was then shipped to Seattle with Lindell white, where I'm sure they became best friends and live happily, happily ever after. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Vickerson, he's my guy this week, Kevin Vickerson. All right. That wait, when he played in Germany, was it with NFL Europe? Uh, yeah, I think uh, no. His brother. It was it was Cortez Vickerson. Or uh, yeah, that's did, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was NFL but Europe. That was NFL Europe. Yeah. Man, I miss NFL Europe. I don't know why the NFL got rid of that. That was so much fun. I mean, it just gave us something to do in the summertime. Watch football over in Europe. Uh, all right, my remember <laughs> the Titan. Uh, you ready for this? So ready. Travis Leboy. Leboy. Right. The boy. Yeah, La Boy. Before the boys, there was La Boys, and it was Travis, drafted by the Tennessee Titans in the second round of the 2004 NFL draft. He played college football at Hawaii, 
which is, first of all, that's awesome. Freaking Rainbow Warrior. Uh, he is the son of former University of Hawaii defensive end Cliff LeBoy. I think we oh, all remember Cliff. Yeah. Played at Hawaii from 73 to 75. What a great name for Hawaii, too, Cliff, being in Hawaii. That's a that's great call, Jack. Great call. And I would say Travis is a, a pretty good, like, that's a pretty good surfer name. That would be uh, like being named Guitar in Nashville or Honky, like Honky Tonk, not, honky. not anything else. Yeah. Honky. Do you think there's anyone in Nashville named Honky? I pray to God there isn't. I pray <laughs> to God there's no. If any tuppers out there know a Honky, please let us know at Tighten Up Podcast on uh, Twitter or at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Uh, so Travis LeBoy, born in Honolulu, Hawaii. That's awesome. Uh, played high school football in California, though. Uh, as a rookie in 13 games with two starts, total 34 tackles, three and a half sacks, nine quarterback pressures, one tackle for loss. And one fumble recovery. But then a concussion forced him to miss all of uh uh preseason for the and for the first three games of the regular season. But he he was able to knock out all of that the the rest of the, the season. Travis LeBoy, people say people say Travis LeBoy walked or no, he's from Hawaii. Travis LeBoy surfed, yeah. So <laughs> Elijah Molden could run. That's what people are saying really people are saying that people okay. I, a lot of people are saying it in fact i'm kind of annoyed with how many people are saying it yeah, to be honest okay. this guy was second team all whack in 2001 and we, you know how we feel about all whack guys mm-hmm. uh, we are a bit there's a big all whack podcast we're in and, on the whack big on the whack we love the whack and he was first team first team all whack in 2003 so how about that both second team and first team all whack in his career uh, I went with Travis LeBoy as my remember the Titan. Now, Jack, before we get out of here, I do have to add that, you know, we, we, we stated about how difficult it is to do remember the Titan nowadays because it just turns out everyone was done. I was going to get a guy, Travis LeBoy played on the 2016 uh, Floyd Reese's last season. I was originally going to go with Michael Roos, who played on the 2016 Floyd Reese's last season with the Titans. But then I realized I, sorry, my dog's chiming in. She loves Michael Roos, big Michael (laughs) Roos dog. So thank you. Yeah, I know. She say, every time I say Michael Roos, she just, she goes nuts. So, so Michael Roos, I was going to go with, all right, dog, like seriously, (laughs) I'm like, look, it's not a trick. I trained my dog. She just loves Michael (laughs) Roos. We're podcasting, dog. All right, I'm going to stop saying the name just for the sake of my dog not barking anymore. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, my wife's out of town. Otherwise, my dog would not be in here with me right now, interrupting everything we're doing. Uh, Jeez, take a hint, dog. Um, Dog loves Matt Barkley and Michael Ruse. Um, But so so I... (laughs) Damn it! This is insane. We've got to wrap this up before your dog. We do have to wrap this up. Okay. So I was going to originally choose Michael. Uh, Damn it. (laughs) Coops, shut up. All right. I'm trying to finish up this podcast. I was going to choose Michael Ruse for my week this week, but it turns out I chose him as my remember the Titan back in April. All right. Which sucks because I had already prepared a list of my power ranking of top ruse 
All right. Do we have time? Can I do it in this episode or should we, should we tease it for next week? I've got a power ranking of my top four all time ruse. I, I was, I was going to say we're probably low on, go ahead, go ahead, empty the chamber. All right. I'm emptying the clip. Here we go. My power ranking of top ruse. Number four under. Okay. Under ruse. You guys remember under ruse? Anyone out there? I know some people, our older listeners probably remember under ruse. They were like uh, underwear for kids. They, they had like superhero designs on them. They were pretty badass. If you had a pair of under ruse, your parents were probably rich. Uh, number three, Kanga. Good, right. good ruse. Those are good. Great ruse. ruse. People underestimate the ruse. They, they, they jump. They're from Australia. They can box. Don't sleep on a Kanga. Okay. <laughs> number two. Michael, naturally, obviously, he's not number one. Not number one. I and you'll you'll find out why in a bit. But Titans offensive lineman. I think he spent his entire career uh, with the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's also big into uh, curling. Uh, curling. Yeah, he got he got real into curling. Him, Jared Allen. Uh, yeah, and, and, who, who else it was? And, isn't he from uh, Isn't he from like Slovenia or something? Uh, somewhere, somewhere weird. It's like it's, it's uh, one of those countries you see in the the Winter Olympics. Uh, oh, Estonia. He's Estonia. from Estonia, but he does not speak Estonian. Uh, so yeah. So and is a Pro Bowler in two thousand eight. So uh, Michael Ruse, my number two uh, on my power ranking of Ruse, and number one on my all time Ruse power ranking. You ready for this? Dunka. Dunkaroos. Do, not, do not sleep on the Dunkaroos. Okay. Good. Uh, all uh, my power real quick power ranking of Dunkaroos flavors. You ready for this? Number four, strawberry frosting with vanilla cookies. Okay, number three, uh, vanilla frosting with chocolate cookies. Okay, number two, rainbow sprinkle frosting with vanilla cookies, and a tie for number one. Chocolate frosting with graham cookies and rainbow sprinkle frosting with chocolate chip graham cookies. Oh my gosh, you there are it all... is. so that how that how was that? that was like that was like a power ranking inception right. How there. did we go from remember the Titan to this? That's my question to you. Look, it's the freaking Titan up podcast. We always get a little <laughs> loopy this late into the podcast. If uh, look, the true tuppers get it. The true tuppers know. The true tuppers hang around till the very end of this podcast because they know we're going to say some weird shit. And we sure enough, we do. We never time. let them down. They are. We they never are. let. We have got a streak going of weird shit at the end of the podcast, <laughs> and that is, and we're still there. So, uh, all right, uh, let's. We got to get out of here. Let's. Uh, uh, did I do my ruse power rankings? List yes, you did. Yes, okay, yeah, all right. Then yeah, the- then then we need to get out of here. <laughs> Jack, uh, you got anything for the road? Uh, go ahead, rate, review if you like it. Um, tell your friends about it. We're excited for the season. We're, like Luke said, three weeks away. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's go. It's about to get real here pretty soon. And Stay safe. Remember, Wash your hands. COVID's going around Nashville, apparently. COVID is, yeah, be safe out there. Seriously, when it comes to COVID stuff, just be safe. Don't. We don't need this Delta variant spreading and all that. We I don't want anything to happen to football. Season. Don't Something, get close to the Titans, damn it. If you're friends yeah, with the Titans, look, stay away from them. Right. You can look, take it from me. I live in Chicago. You can be a Titans <laughs> fan from afar. All right. Just stay out of the Titans way. Don't get them COVID because Lord knows what happened last year. They get in trouble for freaking practicing. Then we, then we might have to beat the Bills by 30 again. 
What is? Did you just hear that thunder? You have a lot of. This is a weird night when it yeah. comes to noises coming from from outside of my and inside of my house during my podcast record. Okay, with that, that's my cue to leave before I get struck by lightning. Um, the uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what I was going to say is you can't trust NBA students to not rat the Titans out when they practice on their field when they have COVID. So True. just let's just not get COVID. All right, uh, Jack. Uh, follow at Titan Up Pod on Twitter. Follow at Titan Up Podcast on Instagram. Um, follow A to Z Sports on all of the socials. And um, yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate everything that you guys do. And we pre- everyone that listens and shares the show with everyone, we appreciate it. Again, it's preseason for us too. We're going to get better. Season's just around the corner. And then, it's, and then we're going to be hitting on all strides. I can't wait. I can't wait to see Derrick Henry run of, the football i'm so giddy uh all right with that said uh jack uh until next week tighten Tighten up. up They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.